Okay, we are live. Toast, eggs, beans, Kevin, bacon. <laughs> uh, so, another question, Adam. I haven't seen this one yet, so... So, we'll fire me. away. Uh, this is another email. Oh, that's why I haven't seen From it. a Dave S. Uh, and he asks... It was actually in reference to the last Q&A. Okay. Uh, well, the last question we had. Because you mentioned that the, the app was free initially yep when it was in its kind of basic form uh, and he kind of just asks what was the tipping point from when the app was free to being paid what kind of made it what spurs that decision to go from free to paid like how did we come to that okay um, so as a reference point there's a episode we did and I think it was called a tool we built for retention or something to that effect, um, which which kind of covers some of this, but not relating to the actual pricing element of it. So, kind of our core SaaS product now is a admin tool for trade professionals. So, quotes, invoices, customers, bookings, reminders, and payments. Um, you can tell I've said that a few times. Can't you? It just rolled <laughs> off the tongue, that did. Yeah. So, um, we originally built this because we were attempting to get into a lead generation service. But we kind of quickly found that it was very, very expensive. We knew it would be, um, but we wanted to focus on doing long-tail SEO to get our members found in Google so they can win some work as a profile slash directory service and then sell them services and do advertising on top of that. But because the the challenges that we were facing around building the lead side of the business, it was so difficult um, and we spent so much money and so much time trying to build it up that we said, okay, we, we don't want people to sign up and then disappear because this is something we want to be around for 50 years. We want to build something that people kind of really love, but people are signing up and we don't want them to feel disappointed with the service mm. because we know we'll get there in the end. So we then went and said, okay, so what do these guys need? Like what are they struggling with? And referenced it in the, in the Q&A yesterday is we went out to site and it's about having this relationship with your customers that you can go and spend time with them. So we went out on site, did lots of visits, and we saw just the general struggle around paperwork. So I had a quick chat with Ignacy um, and we said, can we build an app that just allows them to do quick quotes and invoices? And we knew it wouldn't be fantastic. We knew that back then. It wasn't a core service for us, but it was better than coffee stained paper written in McDonald's or on like the back of a Screwfix mm. catalog. Like there was, there was something that we could build relatively quickly, a few months that would be a big jump in terms of kind of perceived value for these guys. It would really help them out basically. So we built it, and then as soon as that happened, is people stopped talking to us about leads. And this weird dynamic happened is we started to get better at generating leads, not at scale because we were a free service to sign up for. The actual lead numbers we were doing were higher and higher every single day, but the number of trades signing up because it was free compared to the competitors that charge a thousand pounds a year, yeah. um, because of that the trade signups were always 5, 10x the number of leads growth. Yeah. So we always we realized we we're always going to have this issue. But people actually stopped talking to us about leads once they downloaded the app and they tried that and then all the requests and conversations were around the app. And to kind of answer the question is that the, this tipping point was it feels like there's a couple of weird dynamics and I don't want to get too meta about it but the market in the UK was actually changing at the same time as well. Like we come out of a recession and times are really bad during a recession for tradespeople um, because the first thing you stop doing is you don't improve your house anymore. You don't get the kitchen. You don't get yeah. the extension. So times were really tough. 
Uh, and that's when lead sites and, and buying leads, they did really well. But as soon as the market picked back up, people wanted to spend money again. So people called local tradespeople again, so they stopped buying leads and they were kind of busy. And what happens is when they're kind of busy, they've got more paperwork to do. <laughs> so we, it was just weird dynamic and timing effect. And it was just, the, the key thing for us was, we were just really lucky, I suppose, to just stick at it and just keep open, honest relationships with every single one of our members about what we're trying to do, what we're doing in the background. And then all the kind of conversations shifted over to this app, this free app. Can you please add this? Can you please do that? And we were like, no, because that's not our core service. Mm. And then it got to a point where question after question, feature request, feature request, that we just said, okay, let's reset what we think we offer, where our value is as a business. Let's go and speak to as many customers as we can. We said, okay, you're using this service. You've asked for these 10 things and you've asked for these three things, John. You've asked for those five things, Ken. And it's like, from there, if we start charging for this service, we'll build these features, but we need to charge for it largely because of the fact we need to grow this team out. We need extra developers. Are you you prepared to pay? And they all said yes. And it was kind of like this. Hold on. They're prepared to give us money for this service. Why are we not helping them fix the real problem that they're having at the moment? So that's kind of where the tipping point was for us. Um, so we <clears throat> took our energy and effort. And we kept the profiles live, um, but we started building out this feature set. So to kind of get to the question, I can't remember whether the question was around pricing or was it just around the tipping point? No, so, yeah, so the, it was kind of around the tipping point, but I guess then it goes on. The next question is where do you set your pricing? How do you value the product that you've got? I think we, I, I generally feel that's a natural progression, but I think that should be safe. We can record it straight after we'll, for another, we'll for another part, show. We'll do part two. We'll do part this. two of this one. But that's just to wrap that one up. That feels like the tipping point mm-hmm. in terms of. I suppose the way for me to summarise it is. Don't. Don't be stuck, in your decision about the problem that you want to fix. For me, I was passionate and stuck about helping a specific type of person. Like I knew that a trade professionals had so many different things they had to do day to day, getting found, winning work, quoting, invoicing, receipts, payments, all this stuff. I knew that were all these problems and I wanted to be part of that world and help fix it. And we will 100% come back to helping the lead generation and booking side. And this is probably one to touch on now is one of the big decision factors for us to do this quoting and booking is because when we were doing PPC to generate leads we were paying anywhere from like £5 to £25 a lead and then we sent it across one of our members who didn't open their email for like seven days or they were too busy (laughs) so the actual journey if you think about who you're trying to serve in that respect is you need to build a fantastic service for a homeowner the guy that needs the work because if you can make the journey fantastic for them they'll always come back to expert trades and use your members which is the win so we were paying all this money for leads and off the back of that we were sending them to members that either didn't need them or couldn't book it in on time or missed the email. Yeah. So we kind of said, actually, if we do this quoting invoice booking thing first, and once we've got 10, 20,000 people using our booking service, then all of a sudden on the lead service, then we can we don't have to just be a glorified yellow pages, which is just a like a directory that you've still got to call 15 people to get hold of one, like other services out there. Um, like directory sites, are they're going to be dead in five years' time because we're going to kill them because we're gonna have a tech solution that allows the booking platform. Like the way you book an Airbnb should be the same way you book a trade and there's a lot more nuances in it, but still you should be able to see who's available at what time, what service they offer and roughly what pricing they charge. Um, So that kind of factored into it as well.